Hey, this episode goes out to all the startup founders who are trying to decide on the tough decisions of how best to pivot their business. In this Beers with Entrepreneurs episode, we'll be having Lachlan, who will be sharing with us some of his findings from his extensive customer discovery process when he started up Focal. Hey everyone, this is Way from Beers with the Entrepreneurs, and today we're with Lachlan from Focal. So, Lachlan, tell me about yourself and Focal. So, Way, Focal exists to make the photography industry a fairer, more transparent, and accessible place for customers and photographers. Our platform, bookfocal.com, aims to become the Airbnb for hiring professional photographers. Okay, nice. nice. So, it, from what I see from your, your website and your startup, you have all these different kinds of photographers, like wedding photographers, uh, branding photographers for businesses, and photographers for like modeling. Like there's a quite a variety of different kind of styles. Um, what made you decide you want to take on this niche, like photography itself? I get that question a lot, and I also get the question that asks me, you know, are you a photographer yourself? And is that why you got into like, you know, a photography startup? And the answer to that is when I started this business, I, I thought I was a photographer, but actually after getting to like be a part of the industry and work with actual real professional photographers, I learned how much of a not photographer I am. So I like to say nowadays that I like to take photos, but I'm not a professional photographer. Um, yeah. And the reason I say that is like, there is a whole lot that goes into being a professional photographer that people don't realize. Got it. Got it. It's more, it's a very much of an art and especially like the amount of time people invest just to learn the tricks, uh, photography and all the little skills and aspects that goes into, uh, setting up and preparing a photo shoot. Now, um, you mentioned to me one time that you were, you and your girlfriend were traveling yes. in, in Alberta, right? And you guys were looking for a photographer, but uh, it was it was a bit it was a bit of a process. Do you can you want to tell me more about like what that process was like and what inspired you to create like uh, an Airbnb for photography? Yeah. So what really like got me to conceive the idea for this was I stumbled into a problem when I was. Um, it was our anniversary and my girlfriend and I were out in Banff and you know as I was saying I like to take photos so I brought along you know my decently fancy camera with me and throughout our like whole weekend there I was asking people to like you know use my camera and take photos of us and at the end of the trip I ended up going through like all the photos of these strangers you know that I'd stopped and taken photos for us I, I looked through them and they're all terrible and I just like it I was really sad essentially that you know, we didn't get to capture any like good memories from that trip. And so that sort of got me thinking about, you know, if I had wanted to hire a photographer for that, because it was like, you know, an important event in our life, like in our anniversary, you know, how would I do that? And that was kind of like, actually, the first question that struck me is like, you know, there isn't some, there isn't a company or something that comes to mind when you're like, well, I need to book a photographer for something. How am I going to do that? There isn't like, oh, like, Oh, I need to book like, you know, a place when I go to San Diego or something for a conference, like, you know, and then I think of Airbnb or, oh, I need to get a car and I think of Uber. But like for me to think like, 
hey, it would have been nice to have a photographer for this, you know, does anything exist like that? And me not be able to come up with an answer. I, I started really digging into that problem and it essentially sent me down this rabbit hole of, you know, why is it so hard to find a great photographer? Was Google not working? Like, can you just not like, you know, <laughs> Google get me uh, <laughs> or Siri, find me a photographer yeah, yeah. Uh, in, you know, 10 mile radius. That's a good like question. That. That's a great yeah. question. So the biggest problem is that there's a lot of friction between you going from this idea of like, I need a photographer to actually getting one. And so you're right. Like you can totally go on Google. Um, you can type in, you know, I could have typed in photographers in Banff and it would have, you know, thrown up the first page of Google search and I could have started going and clicking through photographer websites. But the biggest problem with like photographer websites is all you get is a bunch of really nice photos, a bio about that photographer, and then a contact page. 99% of the time, there's no pricing, there's no way to like know if the photographer is available. And so the only thing you can do essentially is like send them an email. And that's really frustrating, like, you know, especially if it's last minute or, you know, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time like researching this thing. You just want to get it like sort of get it over with, like, you know, booking a dentist appointment or something like that. You know, you don't want to spend a ton of time going through Google, you know, looking at different photographers, then emailing them and then have them not be super transparent about pricing or find out they're not available. And then you have to email somebody else. And then you find out that that person, you know, isn't out, isn't in your price range. And then so you have to email somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so there's this real struggle when you're like going out and trying to book a photographer, um, especially depending on your needs, it's hard to find like a good match. And there's a lack of transparency and a lack of accessibility, which, you know, can be really painful. So when you say needs, it's like everyone has like, depends on what kind of photography you're looking for. Totally, yeah. yeah. So like someone who advertised for wedding photography might have the website up and might show a bunch of photos, but you don't know that until you've emailed them or spoke with them. Um, and that takes time. It's not like you could just get it right away. Um, just book it in a dentist appointment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously wedding, like that's a really big purchase. Um, but I know like for people that are more value oriented, um, you know, so for somebody that's, you know, trying to do, you know, trying to get married and they're young and they're budget conscious, they go out and they start looking for photographers. Um, they look through, you know, all these beautiful portfolios from all these photographers and they find some that they like and then they email them. And usually the first thing that they ask is, you know, like how much is it gonna cost me and are you available for like my wedding date? And what happens is usually an email comes back and it's something like, do you wanna meet for coffee? Or something like that, <laughs> okay. right? Yeah. They don't answer your question. They don't tell you if you're available. Um, and all that ends up happening is you just get frustrated because you can't get the information that you need. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. That that does that does. It's like <laughs> it's it's like okay, um, I was hoping for something, and then now where it's like we gotta have more meetings. So there must be a reason why photographers like they want to meet in person or they want to get to know you a bit more instead of just shooting off a you know a quote or a prize or availability um, right off the bat, right? There must be something behind that. Then. Yeah, so the biggest reason is they want to, first of all, make sure that they're a good fit with that client and they want to be able to show why they're different. And the easiest way to do that is, you know, meet for coffee. Um, and as soon as you've made that commitment to sit down and actually meet for coffee with somebody, um, you know, you're becoming more invested in this purchasing decision. 
And now that photographer has the opportunity to sit down and be a salesperson essentially and convince you why, convince you as to why, you know, they're a good fit for, for what you're looking for. And sometimes what happens is people will just end up getting upsold, which is okay. But, you know, if your budget was 2000 for your wedding and you end up finding, you know, you know, this photographer and then they sit you down for coffee and like they tell you about how great it's going to be and how great the experience is going to be. Suddenly you're spending, you know, 3,500 bucks or something like that. And, and that's, that's okay. But I think the trouble with the way the industry works is it's not very good for the customer. I don't know. I'm going down a rabbit hole. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Can you, you repeat? Could, what was the question that you, you asked? That out. So, so going back, um, like hearing how like photographers, like they want to sit down with the customer and get a coffee first before they actually meet them. Is there like a reason behind that? Um, why they wouldn't just like shoot off a quote or a price or availability schedule during the email or phone call with the customer? Why they want to actually meet a person? Yeah, so the, the biggest reason is, is they want to create value with that customer. And that's actually really hard to do, you know, through a website. Um, at least for a photographer who's a solo printer and doesn't have a lot of tech skills, it's sort of hard for them to convey why they're special through their website. And so essentially what they want to do with their website is capture leads and then you know convince customers to meet them for coffee so that they can have an in-person conversation and help them un- help the customer understand what what they're buying actually. Actually, I think a huge problem in the industry is, people are buying intangible products like photography it's not like a shoe that you can you know get off you know you can go online you can be like i want to buy nike sneakers and you know that you're buying like a shoe right the trouble with photography is that like customers go into it thinking you know i want really nice wedding photos but that's really actually like a very small part of what they're buying like what they're buying is an experience like this huge experience where they're gonna show up on their wedding day and the photographer is gonna show up and they're you know, gonna take photos when the bride is getting ready and when the groom is getting ready. And they're gonna be, you know, interacting with you, right? And getting you to laugh and trying to create like, you know, genuine moments and like make you comfortable in front of the camera. And so there's this huge part of um, photography that people don't even think of when they're purchasing it. And it's essentially like this idea that you need to hire a photographer that's going to give you a great experience not just get you great photos so there's a lot of photographers out there that can give you great photos but there's you know maybe a more limited number of photographers that can give you a great experience right right i see so there's also a bit of uh, matchmaking involved Definitely. with uh, photographers and they also want to make sure they're working with uh, the kind of customers that they they like like that fits their style style of shooting as well you know and just work with you know any anyone out there that's exactly yeah. it. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, but first of all, I'd say like, so the experience is really important in photography. Like, you know, if you don't have a good experience, you don't get good photos, mm-hmm. right? And so that actually should come first. But yet, you know, when customers are going through their buying process, they're very outcome oriented. They think about, you know, what 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 are the photos that I'm going to get at the end? But they don't actually think that think about the fact that you know, like, I have to be in front of the camera. And like, for a lot of people especially having a professional photographer, it's it's a really awkward experience. Like as soon as someone points a camera or puts like a big fancy light, you know, in your face and you start getting flashed, you kind of seize up and you become self-conscious, right? So it's really those pro photographers and having that connection, like you were talking about, like that perfect match, that's gonna make you 
feel comfortable and be yourself and then that's how you're gonna get like that great outcome which are the photos but but back to your question like the photographers are people and some of them you know have really like you know calm like casual demeanors they're very laid back but then some people are really like outgoing and bubbly Hmm. like a good example is like different photographers have like different tricks essentially of getting their clients to like relax and some for some of them it's just like giving them directions like saying like all right hold your you know fiance's hand and walk through that like nice meadow there and then turn back and look at me but then there's other photographers that have like more like fun and like outgoing tricks like i know um a lady that will just start like laughing really really loud like behind the camera and it's like so you know out of the blue that the clients just start laughing too and then she starts getting some really like genuine moments of like the couple just like laughing about this like really weird awkward situation just because and everyone's just like laughing like in, Interesting. You know, in a field they're just like laughing hysterically to themselves and like so that's another style going into the purchase a lot of them would never know that looking at a website and so that's why the photographer wants to be able to get in front of the customer you know explain to them you know, why they're different and figure out if they're a good fit I should probably do that more often. The laughing part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could do that in yeah. your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> laughing hysterically to loosen people up. Oh gosh. Um, well, I mean that at least we know that that's there there is a character, there's an acting component to it. Yeah. And it's it's more of the complex than just uh, a website and a phone number and a couple of time slots. It's it's a lot more than that. Um, and that kind of explains why there's a bit of opaqueness to it too as well. It's yes. not all it, it ne- doesn't necessarily have to be all that transparent. Now, um, one concern I would have is if I was a photographer and you have a platform where I'm also featured on the side with other photographers as well. Like imagine uh, having you know 50 photographers in a seminar room and they're sitting on one row of seats and then on the other end where you have a platform is your customers, 50 customers on the other side of the room like why would a photographer want to be there next to another photographer and be facing a bunch of customers at the same time like wouldn't there be pressure wouldn't there be anxiety wouldn't there be that whole competitiveness like as someone else trying to undercut each other in terms of price like wouldn't that be a concern that a photographer would have Mm -hmm. yeah I totally understand what you're getting at you're talking about you know for the photographers if there's more transparency isn't it like more competition if they're being put up against like other photographers right? yes. in the same place, easy way to like, and it's easy to compare them. Um, and I would say that the difference is that it's still ha- like it, it's happening anyway. Like people are going on Google, um, they're going through the first page of Google, clicking through all the different websites, and they're comparing them anyway. And the only difference is that they're getting really frustrated doing that on Google because they have to look through a bunch of, you know, um, websites which aren't transparent don't have prices don't have availability and they you know get frustrated in making their purchasing decision um and i actually know a lot of customers like will end up getting to like the 13th page of google um looking for a photographer because you know all the people that are on the first page are the ones that are the most expensive they're the people that have paid the most for seo optimization and ads and all that stuff um so some of them will end up like way at the back, like the 13th page of Google trying to find someone that's a better fit for them. Hmm. And so what I'd say is like, you know, with your room analogy, it's essentially like making it more, you know, convenient for the customer to find somebody that's a good fit for them. And also for the photographer, like for me to be in the room with those 50 people, I would say that, you know, if my prices are, th- are $5,000 and, you know, that customer 
has a budget of $2,500, I wasn't going to get that customer anyway. I was never going to get that conversion in the first place. They were just going to skip over me. So what's the problem with me being up against, you know, other people? Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's a lot from the, uh, the supplier side, um, the photographer's perspective, there's a lot less uh, attachment to that price. There, there are less... It, it's less, uh, it's like an artist saying, you know, I'm not going to sell my heart for cheap. I, I put my heart into this. So if you're not going to pay for it and buy it, then, you know, it's go. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's, yeah. okay. it's yeah, art, yeah. art is art. We all have our own uh, value attached to how much art is worth. Yeah. And it varies from different people. Yeah. And I bring that back to the experience point where it's like the photographers don't want to work with a client that they're not a good fit with because the outcome will be bad. You know, if, the photographer and the client aren't a good fit they don't have a good shoot and the you know and the customer doesn't have fun then the photos aren't going to turn out well and it reflects poorly on on the artist and the other side to that is you know in the photography industry there's there's an air of like meritocracy so essentially photographers like the ideal world for a photographer is somewhere where they can succeed on the basis of how good their photos are and how good their customer experience is, not on you know how good they are at running Facebook ads or how good they are at SEO or you know where they are in Google search or you know all these other things that come along with being a small solo you know solopreneur business owner. Like photographers are artists first, and they're trying to pursue something that they're extremely passionate about, and you know it's hard for them. You can't be good at everything, right? And so the ones that are good at SEO. You know, maybe aren't necessarily the best photographers, but they're at the top of Google search. And so there's an air of like, and I think it says artist mentality, essentially, that like, I'm okay if we're in a fair, you know, if we're in a fair system where I'm compensated, essentially, based on like how good my art is, then that's okay with me. Right. right. And obviously there's going to be some people that aren't okay with that because they're the ones that are benefiting off of like the broken system. But I would say that the mass, like the vast majority, at least like, you know, the true photographers, the ones that are artists first, they like the idea of fairness. Right, right. And that makes sense because with a platform, you're kind of like leveling a playing field with everyone else in terms of the quality so that uh, it's not the, the ones who are paying the most for the Google ads or um, the marketing efforts um, that are presented as the best photographers when you do a search online. It's more so, you know, um, People who've worked with this photographer, the reviews, the uh, the kind of style or photo like you know uh, shooting style that this photographer has, a kind of character that uh, makes it a more um, valuable purchase that actually conveys value for the customer. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a customer will be concerned about that as well because you know if now hearing that, I if I'm going to book a photographer. For like a product shoot, like say for example, run an e-commerce store. Mm -hmm. I want to shoot. I want to pick a. I want to pick the ones that actually know has the expertise and are able to have a good turnaround time. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, um, is not like this one photographer who just started and is paying loads on advertising just to get their website in front of the the first couple pages in Google. That's right. Like it it wouldn't. Um, it's something that I want to filter out in my search process. Yeah. 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 You want to find someone that's a good fit for you. Nice. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. That, yes. That's, that's a lot of, uh, knowledge that you've mentioned and you must have pivoted or done a lot in the discovery process. Um, you want to shed some light on it, like, um, some of the assumptions you made from very early on in the startup. 
Yeah, I, I'll tell you a little bit about how we started. Um, our original idea was actually completely different. It was actually to build an iPhone app um, that would be a marketplace for semi-pro and amateur photographers. So I actually went into this business thinking that, you know, there's this market for people that would hire like a semi-pro photographer or hobbyist photographer who would, you know, charge half the amount of a professional photographer and they'd still be able to get great photos. And so what happened is I actually learned to code. So I built like a whole iPhone app, it took me like 2000 hours to learn how to code and then 2000 hours to build the actual app. You know, we launched it last um, September and you know, we did get some shoots um, through the app. And what I realized was I was completely wrong in my hypothesis. And, and the reason for that is that the semi-pro and amateur photographers can't deliver that experience that I was talking about. So a lot of them can produce great photos, but it's actually the circumstances leading up to the photos that are like really important. And the reason like those semi-pros or amateurs can produce good photos is because, you know, a lot of their portfolio is actually built up of like shooting models. So they'll shoot like a, they'll do like a styled wedding shoot where they get two models to dress up as if they're having a wedding and then they'll do photos like, you know, of them. And it pretty much looks like, you know, a wedding, like, you know, it looks like a wedding portfolio. But the difference is you put that photographer in front of like a normal person who's not a model. And that's where the experience is really like lackluster. They don't know how to direct the customer. They don't know how to, you know, make them comfortable and loosen them up and have a good time and, and then the, and that's where the outcome really fails, right? Like they uh, can't make the experience good and then the photos don't end up good. So I actually learned that like professional photographers are actually like sort of where we need to put our focus on um, because they're these, you know, passionate artists who are trying to pursue, you know, their art um, and they need a lot of help. Like they're artists first, like I was saying, and a lot of them don't know how to do, you know, sales and marketing, like operations, like customer service all those other aspects that you have to know to run a business successfully. And it's and time consuming. Yeah. Extremely yeah, time extremely consuming. consuming. And they don't know how to do it. So I realized that, you know, maybe we could start helping them out with some of those things. Um, and that's sort of how we pivoted into like the current version of our platform, which essentially is like um, an e-commerce experience for buying photography. So customers can come on our site, they can, you know, buy a family shoot and the way that that family shoot looks on our site is it's like this really tangible product. So it's like, it shows, it, it's pretty much based around like a shoot that that photographer has already done. So you can know that that photographer has done this before. So, you know, if our family shoot is an hour and it comes with like 40 photos, then on that product, it'll show 40 photos from a previous family shoot that they've done. And it's a full gallery. So it's not just like the best ones, it shows like all of them. So you get an idea like, you know, can this photographer produce a beautiful gallery of 40 photos or can they produce only, you know, a gallery of 40, you know, 40 meh or, you know, 37 meh photos and three really good ones that are going to be like their portfolio shots. So they get to see that and they also get to read about like what happens during the photo shoot. So there's a section called what to expect and it tells them like, you know, what the photographer is going to do to make them comfortable and all that during the shoot. And there's an FAQ section. And then that product is actually synced to that photographer's calendar. So just like you're booking a dentist appointment, you can like, uh, maybe actually dentists don't even <laughs> probably have that feature. <laughs> but you know, just like you're buying yeah. something, you know, making an appointment, you can choose your date and time that you want that family shoot done. You can choose your location and then you can just like book. Um, and that's gonna, you know, confirm that booking with that photographer and you don't need to worry about it anymore. So 
that's kind of the current iteration of our platform and we're working on some new stuff in the future. <laughs> gotcha, I gotcha. Um, you want to delve in on some of the new uh, future developments on how you actually envision this platform? Like some, sure. Um, like I remember you talking about this payment system that you're trying, you're thinking about potentially. Yeah, so it's actually pretty simple. So I realized a little while ago that everything that we've done up until this point, it's not perfect yet. Um, so this e-commerce experience we have for photography is awesome. It works great. It's reduced, you know, the number of, so typically in the industry, it'll take like 10 emails for someone just to book like a simple family shoot for the year. So they email the photographer and they'll be like, you know, how much does it cost and are you available this weekend? And then there's all this emailing back and forth where the photographer has to explain, you know, what the customer is going to expect, what they should wear to the shoot, you know, um, talk about location talk about you know the timing all that stuff so that's handled in our packages right now so we've managed to remove all the 10 of those emails and have customers essentially book out or book and check out instantly so that's been great but what we've realized is our platform is essentially sort of competing against our own photographers which isn't good like the core value and mission of this business is to make the industry a better place for both customers and photographers and i feel like we've actually been letting our photographers down to a degree because what's happening is they're booking shoots through focal um, but it's not helping them grow their own business right so we're essentially being this middleman and we're a sales channel for them so it's great you know they get some shoots through us but we're not really helping them in the way that I think we should be and so essentially what we're trying to do with our new platform is figure out a way that we can create a platform that's you know very fair for the photographers where they can put their business on our platform. And you know, ideally, we'd like them to run all of their business through our platform. So we want to give them tools, like I was talking about before, like that will help them with sales and marketing, operations, all that stuff that's going to help them run their business. We're going to give that, them, give that to them through our platform. And exchange, you know, we'd hope that they bring customers to our platform and run their business through our platform. We want like our photographers to be excited, passionate about our platform. They we want them to believe that this is making the industry a better place by making it you know fair and transparent, and it's like you know gonna help their business. And I believe that if we can do that, we can actually create like a complete paradigm shift in the industry. We would be able to get you know photographers in one place for once. Essentially, have like a one-stop shop where customers can go and they can find the photographer that's like perfect for them. Essentially. Um, and the biggest reason why that hasn't happened before is because platforms that exist right now don't serve photographers. They only serve the customers. Um, and you know, when the platform isn't good for photographers, it doesn't incentivize them to stay and want to use that platform um, to build their business. And so that what ends up happening is they just leave and the market remains fragmented. Right, right. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I could talk a lot. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this, is, this is really good like, because... Um, you like it's actually quite amazing hearing you go from phase one with the uh, the phone app and That's right, yeah. the, the, with the amateur uh, photography and the and going from there and evolving yourself into this stage where I think there were like three three four stages or something like that that was uh, that happened in between so quite quite a few pivots as well and quite a lot of discovery um, how long have you been going at this for we you know, I came up with that idea uh, April of 2018, so I guess it's just a little over a year now. Uh, we launched the app back in September, and then we've been running like the latest version of our website um, 
only since you know this April so you know we've been running that version of the website which has been going really well um, but now we're looking at as I said you know building that new platform with that bigger vision of you know being something that the photographers really want building a platform that's really like photographer centric where the photographers get to own their take ownership of their business like on our platform so the same way that like an Airbnb host you know hosts their place on on Airbnb it's just a platform that really enables them to know you know make money and you know monetize their extra space and stuff right on right yeah. on after all it's a, a two-way street and you gotta look that's at both right. sides of the picture you can't just look at um, one side it's like almost like you know uh, some of the pitfalls I've met when I was doing B2B selling was uh, a lot of the companies would talk about their features and benefits, but um, I don't want to hear your features and benefits. As a purchasing manager, um, it's like you want you want to hear about, I want you to know my concerns. I don't want you to come pitch up what, what you have because right. I don't care about what you have until, unless if you can address my concerns. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that's, I think what that comes back to is trust, right? Yeah. Trust. So. And especially how it's like, um, how you mentioned uh, existing platforms, like a photographer is not gonna use a platform that is very little benefit to them. Um, like it's only as good for both parties. Like yeah, it can't just benefit the customer itself. It's only good for the photographer up until it isn't. So the way I think about it is that, you know, photographers will use, you know, a platform like ours that gives them some extra business mm-hmm. up until the point where they're too busy to need us anymore. Um, in which case, you know, they don't, they don't need to use our platform. It isn't helping them anymore. And to me, that's not helping the industry. What I want to do is, is really build a platform that helps the photographers grow their business, run it more efficiently, help them you know, be better artists and realize the value of their art and do what they love and you know, find great customers. And I want to make it easier for customers to, to get a good match with a photographer that's going to give them a great experience and ultimately like, give them awesome photos that they're going to... you know remember or in love for the rest of their life so right right yeah wow um that said uh let's wrap this up uh, do you have any <laughs> any kind of suggestion for any futurepreneurs um uh, are going through like the pivoting process like what is one or two things that um like some kind of tips or advise uh, silly mistakes <laughs> to avoid actually a lot of my friends even now, they ask me, you know, hey, how's your your photography app going? And I'm and I say, oh, you know, I just oh, we killed that off after like two months of running it. And to them, it's crazy. They can't believe that I killed the app off because they knew how hard I was working on it, coding for like hours, you know, for days. And you know, I don't even think about it actually. I think like you know, if something's not working, you can feel it in your gut and. No matter how much you stick your head in the sand, you can't force it to work out. And I guess to elaborate on that, I really believe that, you know, it's the customers that create value. You know, it's the people who you're creating your product or service for that create value. It's not your, you know, just if you build something that nobody wants, there's no value to it. And so for me, the biggest key in my business is making sure that whatever we're doing, somebody cares about it and wants it. And so like with what we're doing now with like the new version of our platform, I'm constantly talking with our photographers. I'm saying like, this is what we're working on. This is what we're trying to build you. Um, And anytime they're not excited or, you know, 
feel like it's not good for the industry or going to benefit them, then I know that that isn't the right thing to do. I try to focus on the things that, you know, I see their face light up and that gets them excited, that gives them hope actually to, to, you know, being, you know, a solopreneur and something that they can see that will really benefit them in the future. And I think that's where, you know, you need to look for value. Don't just, you know, put your head in the sand, build something because you think it's a good idea. You need to make sure that the market right. validates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that, that would be this, the, the fallacy of sunk cost. It would be Absolutely. what Einstein would, would say is insanity, like repeating the same thing, expecting a different result. Yeah. I think it's a superpower in entrepreneurship, honestly. I think it's a superpower, and some people have a really hard time getting to, getting it. But you have to be able to you have to be able to go with the flow. Like if something isn't working, you just have to pull a 90 degrees or 180 and truck right off in the other direction if you need to. Like there's no point pursuing something that no one wants, so. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> All right, good stuff. This is Lachlan from Focal. And uh, if anyone's interested, how can they find your website? You can go to bookfocal.com. That's B-O-O-K-F-O-C-A-L.com. Feel free to shoot me an email or something. Always happy to chat. Thank you so much, bro. Okay, cool. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> Sounds great. Appreciate your time.